Welcome to the Second Students North podcast. My name is Luis. We're in a series called Extraordinary. In this series, we talk about how God takes ordinary people and he uses them to do extraordinary things. We pray and hope that God speaks to you directly through this message. We hope you enjoy week four. I only have one thing that I want to tell you all tonight. So it's not going to take a long time, but I really only have one goal. My goal is to let you know that the beginning of becoming extraordinary, the way that your life becomes extraordinary is by realizing that you by yourself are completely ordinary. Today's been a day. This has sat on my heart in realizing that I myself am ordinary. I am an ordinary man. God has given me gifts. God has given me opportunities. But I am an ordinary man. And apart from God, there isn't much extraordinary that can happen in my life. And that's, that's what I need you to hear tonight. I'm going to tell you a story, a story about a girl lived almost 2,000 years ago. A little town called Nazareth. Again, an ordinary girl lived an ordinary life. But just because I say it's ordinary doesn't mean it wasn't full. There wasn't things going on. She grew up. She was able to meet someone. They decided to get married. She was looking forward to the rest of her life. What she was excited about, she was excited about starting a family, having kids, living the successful life that we all dream of. See, she thought these things would make her life extraordinary. She was focusing on these things that happen every single day. We focus on these things that happen every single day. But I need you to realize that those things are ordinary. They are not extraordinary. Apart from God, there is not extraordinary. There is only ordinary. Now this girl, fun fact, she was about to get married at the age of anywhere from 13 to 16. That's weird, right? The reason that that's why she was getting married at that age is because during that time, their life was centered around and their minds were centered on the most ordinary thing that still affects us here today. And that's the fact that someday we're going to die. And at that time, it was coming a lot quicker. The average age of a person during that time was 40 years old. So life processes were a little accelerated. So at the age of 13, she is getting ready to be married. She's getting ready for all of this life that is ahead of her. But God, that's the most exciting thing that you can ever say in your life, but God. But God said, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for your life. If you have your Bibles, open up to Luke for me. 
We're going to be in Luke chapter 1, and I'm going to be starting in verse 28. Again, Mary is about to be married. She's about to start off her life. And before this happens, an angel appears. Not just an angel, but an angel of angels. You have to understand that an angel that can stand in the presence of God is an incredible thing. So an angel that stands in the presence of God appears to Mary, and in verse 28, we can read what happens. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at this and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. This young girl who's about to kick off the rest of her life is stopped by God and says, I have a totally different plan for you you are going to be pregnant with the Son of God. You will be overshadowed with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mary's life gets completely changed. And for the better, not just for her, but for us. Listen, this is the Son of of God that she is given and she gets to carry it. She doesn't respond with, oh, this isn't part of my plan. This isn't, this isn't what I wanted. Although that might have been a fear in her. But the way that she responds is, I am the Lord's servant. Mary understood this that to be extraordinary, to live an extraordinary life, you have to realize that by yourself, you are only going to be ordinary. I, by myself, am only going to be ordinary. So Mary, again, is about to get married. The husband finds out. And if it wasn't for a dream from an angel, he probably would have divorced her, but he was faithful to God as well. And so the baby is born. Jesus enters the world. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the most important person who has ever lived is born in a barn, put in a horse trough, where animals eat and drink out of. 
Mary must have thought at the time, what is, what is this? God said that I'm going to give birth to this king of kings. But God, but God sent in these shepherds who had heard from a choir of angels. A child is born to, unto you. The king of kings. The one who will change the world as we know it comes and shares this good news with Mary. Her life is being changed. She's getting to see all of these things. As Jesus continues to grow up, she gets to see an old man, a righteous man, celebrate Jesus because he has been able to see the Son of God come to earth. Again, Jesus stays behind and gets left in the temple and is able to answer questions. Mary gets to see the Son of God as a child, as a boy younger than all of you, display who he is. Mary gets to be around Jesus. She gets to hear what the child that she had given birth to is doing for the next 33 years. He heals the sick. He gives sight to the blind. He brings people who are broken and messed up and brings them back to God, saying that their sins are forgiven what draws them away from a perfect God, from a perfect life, a perfect world that exists away from the one that we live in here today. Heaven allows them access to that. Mary gets to see Jesus at work, God at work in this world. because she recognized that apart from God, she could not be a part of the extraordinary. You get to be a part of that extraordinary. Why? Because the son that she gave birth to, the one that she was faithful for, lived a perfect life, walked around this world showing people who God truly is and what he wants for your life, what the purpose of your life actually is. That peace that all of us feel like is missing, that longing for love, for fulfillment that we feel like the success in our life, the relationships in our life, or just something in our life will fill. Jesus knew that that hole would only be filled by a relationship with God. But because we are messed up, because we are ordinary, he knew that we needed a sacrifice 
Something needed to be paid for our brokenness. And so Jesus stepped down out of a perfect place to be born of this little girl, this ordinary person, so that he could come to this world, so that he could die for you and for me. Not so that we could be extraordinary, but so that we could be a part of something extraordinary, be part of an extraordinary God. Y'all, it's been a day. I've sat all day reading the scripture, trying to, I don't know, trying to think of a way that I could extraordinarily express this. But the only way that I can do that is by telling you all the truth. The extraordinary part of life, all of it is coming from God. Jesus Christ, God made man stepped out of heaven born of a virgin, living a perfect life, dying the death that you and I deserve, and then raising from the grave three days later, proving who he said he was, proving the teachings that he gave us, and then allowing us to step into an extraordinary life simply by acknowledging the fact that we are ordinary, that we are sinners, broken and imperfect. That we need God. For all have fallen short of the glory of God, each and every one of us. But the gift of God is Jesus Christ, eternal life through his son. By recognizing who Jesus is, what he has done, and what that means for your life. Again, we are ordinary. The most ordinary part about us, the most ordinary part about everyone, is the fact that we are all going to die. Every single one of us. If I'm breaking news to you, I apologize. Your parents can call me afterwards. But here's the deal. You need to know that. You need to know that there is a day coming where we're going to die. It's, it's ordinary. It's, it's what happens. The only question is, are you wanting to accept the extraordinary gift of God? The sacrifice of Jesus. And take in that gift, that extraordinary opportunity to not just die, but to enter into heaven. To be a part of an extraordinary place where there is no pain, no suffering,
There's only peace. There is only God. Life itself is ordinary. You can live it and you can do some fun stuff. You can get into a relationship and you can be with someone who makes you happy most of the time. My wife is right back there. She'll attest to I make her happy most of the time. You can be successful. High schoolers, you can go off to college and you can have a ball, you can learn some great stuff, and then you can be wildly successful after you graduate. If you decide not to go to college, you can work your tail off and you can be successful. That is your opportunity. J High students, you can do all of those things. It's just gonna take a little bit longer. You're just a little bit further away. You can do all of those things, but understand that that is an ordinary life. Ordinary is trucking through life, understanding that one day you are going to die and ask the question, what was all of it for? The extraordinary opportunity that each and every one of y'all have is to know that God stepped out of heaven for you so that your life wasn't defined by the success, by the relationship, by death. But your entire life was marked by the saving grace of Jesus. We still get to talk about Mary because of the fact that she was faithful. She understood how great God was and she surrendered to his purpose. Mary was made extraordinary by God. You get to be extraordinary by God. What is your life marked by? When that day comes, when someone stands on a stage like this and is talking about your life, are they going to be able to tell an ordinary story of how people loved you and thought you were great and you were wildly successful? Or are they going to be able to talk about the fact that you lived your life in a way that called them to God. That called them to a saving grace that altered everything that they know to an extraordinary life. Mary decided to live an extraordinary life. She said, I am the Lord's servant. She surrendered to God and because of that, we are all saved by Jesus. She got to be a part of something extraordinary. And now we all have a decision. You may have already made it. You may have already known that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and accepted that. 
to you, I say, keep on serving. Follow God as closely as you can because you have no idea how extraordinary that life actually is. From someone who has tried to live life the other way, tried to be wildly successful, tried to tried to fill that void with anything and everything else, let me tell you that it ends in pain. That it is not the way that you were built. It's not the way that life is intended. But you can do it. And you'll smile, you'll laugh, you'll have fun. But then you'll go home. And then you'll ask, what's it all for? For those of you who do not know what I'm talking about, who have never heard the good news of Jesus Christ, that he was born of a virgin, that he is God-made man, came down to teach us who God truly is, who died a brutal death to pay for the fact that we are broken and then rose again proving that he is who he says he is. I need to challenge y'all. Please, please don't walk away from here not knowing this God, this man. Because he has risen from the grave. He is alive today and soon he will be coming back. Please, please don't choose to be ordinary. I'm begging you to surrender to the extraordinary, to be a part of a God who loves you, who has created you.